Uh, now, if you'll permit me, uh, turn with me in your Bible, please. I'm going to give you two places to look. And, and I would just really would ask you probably just to jot down some things because I, uh, un unless the Lord leads me different, and I will try to be obedient to the Spirit of the Lord, but, but uh, I also know that, there, that the reality of time and other factors, uh, that, uh, that uh, everything I have to say is, is not the most important thing in the world. I'll, t I'll tell you, I believe that what people stood up here and said were, was, is important, not only for Carolyn and me, it's certainly extremely important for us, and our hearts are moved by it. But I hope that all of that is a declaration to those of you here too because this is what we ought to be. We ought to be united in the body of Christ. We're servants together. I preached a message here quite a long time ago that I called, I am a servant. And uh, I feel that way. I feel that way in my heart every day. I feel like I'm a servant. I'm a servant of God and God has put me here as your servant. And I want to be that fully and completely surrendered to the Lord to do that in, in every possible way. And, and so, I, and so I, I'm going to give you something today. I, I will tell you this. Let me, let me just say this. I, I, I will promise you this. I will just preach an abbreviated form of this message this morning if you'll let me come back sometime later on and preach the whole thing. How about that? <laughs> That'll be one Sunday I'll already be prepared in advance for. So, so in the 18th chapter, I'm sorry, in the 16th chapter of Matthew, in the 8th chapter of Mark, Jesus is talking about following him. And he says to people, it's time to make a statement. It's time to make a declaration. It's time to stand up and say, I will join hands with my Lord and follow you. And there's, a, there's a, something of a discussion about that. And then Jesus goes on to talk about the price of, of following him. And this is what he says. In both places, he says essentially the same thing. What shall it profit a man if he should gain the whole world but lose his soul? And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. I want to talk to you about the things that are important to God and the things that are important to us and try to help us see that what we ought to do is discern what is important to God and let those things become the things that are important to us. When we get to the place that what, that, that what is important to us are the things that are important to God. We've gained a foothold on the ladder of growth in the kingdom of God. So we need to know what those important things are. What would it profit a man if he gained everything but his priorities are totally wrong and winds up losing his soul? Jesus told the story of the man who was a very rich farmer. You know, they've got me something to add to this thing, and, it, and I tried to put it on this morning. It doesn't quite fit. But if you just let me struggle with this thing one more week, next week we'll have something on here that's going to keep this thing in place. I've been told that and promised that, and I'm so glad of that because it bothers me. I, I, it may not bother you as much as it bothers me, but next time the answer should, it, the answer should be there because it's on the way, they tell me, to clip this on so it won't keep moving around. Okay, <laughs> 
I get myself past that and I keep holding it because, it because I need that additional clip that isn't here. So, here's what Jesus said about the rich farmer. He said, he, 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 he had such great prosperity and all of his fields produced great harvests. He actually had to tear down his barns and build larger ones, build larger silos to hold the grain. And then he filled them all up and had to build again. He just kept on growing. He was prospering. And finally he said, I'll just stop now and rest on my laurels. So, eat, drink, and take thy knees, he said. For you have everything that you need. And that night Jesus said, the angel of death came to him and said, Thou fool. Not many times the Bible calls people that. But Jesus said in his parable, that the angel of death came to him, Thou fool, this night shall thy soul be required of thee. And then, to paraphrase, what does it matter what all you've gained in this world when you lose your soul and you're not ready to meet God? That's a matter of having your priorities wrong, my friends. And what we need to do today is to learn what is important to God and say, God, I want that to be important to me because it's important to you. Not, Lord, you know this is important to me. I want you to do this for me. I want you to take care of me. I want you to handle me because this is important to me and I'd like what's important to me to be important to you. Let's take the other approach. God, what's important to you? I want that to be important to me. That's what I want to matter to me. And some things, you know, it, it, I know we'd like to think that Many things matter to God more than they do. You know, I, I don't think it really matters to God what kind of car you drive. I don't think it matters to God where you buy your groceries. You might, you, you might like Publix. You might like Winn-Dixie. You might like some other place. No need to like Food Line anymore, but unless you move. <laughs> but but uh, because they closed, but so... It must not have been God's plan for you to have to buy at Food Lion since they're not here anymore. So I'm, I'm, I'm just simply telling you that things, sometimes, sometimes things that we go out and do don't matter to God. So if you like driving a Ford, I've always liked Fords, especially the Mustangs, you know, and the, and the Thunderbirds. So it doesn't matter to God, I don't believe, what kind of car you drive. I don't think he's impressed if you drive a fancy car. I don't, th I don't think that he's impressed particularly if you don't do that. I don't think he thinks you're any more humble if you drive a smaller, uh, what am I trying to say, Hyundai or, uh, or, 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 or Edge or whatever the smaller ones are. I, I don't think that matters to God as opposed to you, whether you drive a Mercedes or a Hummer or whatever else it may be. But you see, the, the reason I stress that is because those things matter to us. They don't matter to God. And what we want to come to is the place in our lives where the things that matter to us are the things that matter to God. What's important to God should be what's important to us. That's establishing your priorities and getting things in the right order. I don't think it matters... You know, you, how many, do we have Gator fans here? I'm sure we do. Do we have Seminole fans here? I'm sure we do. I don't think it matters. I know that this sounds like sacrilege now to some people. I don't think God cares whether the Gators, I, did they win last night? They did? 
I didn't check to find out. But, well, I'm glad they won. I, I, I'm, I, I'd rather they win than lose. But do you know something? If they lost, I wouldn't be shedding any tears today. Now, something even more important than that. This is much more important. I had a struggle coming to this point, but I do believe that what I'm going to say is true. As hard as it was for me to come to this point, I really don't think that God cares whether the North Carolina Tar Heels win the National Basketball Championship or not. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> but no, no, seriously, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. I admit it matters a little bit to me. But on the other hand, I will tell you, I've seen them win and I've seen them lose. And the next day when they lose, the sun rises. God's still there. And I have come to the place, I know people, because I'm in that circle of fans of those the Tar Heels, I know people when they lose get sick. Really. I, I knew a man who when they would lose, especially more important games, he'd get sick, he couldn't leave his house for three or four days. He wouldn't answer his phone. I've never been that bad. But, but I, I, I'd rather they win than lose. But I will tell you this. If they don't, I don't lose any sleep over it. I don't shed any tears over it. I can go ahead and pray and it doesn't stand. Because I know there are some things that matter to God and there are some things that don't matter to Him. And everything that matters to me is not a matter of priority with God. But I want to come to the place I want to come to the place where I totally realize this is what matters to God. And I want what matters to Him to be the thing that is important to me. Now I'm going to tell you just quickly, there are some things that I know are important to God, and you will recognize the priorities. It's important to God that we obey Him. Obedience is important to God. We cannot live a life of Christian victory and spiritual power if we do not practice obedience to God, His Word, His revelation in our lives, and His calling upon us. If we don't do that, we cannot live in victory with the Lord. We've got to practice obedience with Him. That was the sin of Adam and Eve. They disobeyed. You can make all you want to out of the tree of life, what all that would mean. Make all the theological explanations that you want to about it. It comes down to one thing. What caused Adam and Eve to separate from God was they disobeyed Him. He told them not to do something and they did it. And the same thing will happen to you. When you disobey God, you will lose fellowship with God. God came looking for them in the garden in the evening and they hid from Him. Tried to. Didn't want to be seen because they'd recognized their nakedness because of their sin. And that was what separated them from God, their sin. Their disobedience drew them away from God. The classic example of disobedience is in the Old Testament when, when, when Samuel told Saul, destroy the Amalekites. They're opposed to the Israel, to the nation of Israel. Destroy them, get rid of them. And Saul went out and defeated the Amalekites, saved the king, chose the best of the sheep and the oxen to save them. And when Samuel the prophet came back and said, have you obeyed the Lord? Saul said, yes, I have obeyed what the Lord told me, knowing all the while that he had not. But as Samuel said, well, if you have obeyed him, what does that mean, the bleeding of the sheep over here in the pasture? And what about the fat oxen? Oh, well, we saved those for sacrifice so we could turn them over to the Lord, Saul said. You believe that? No. <laughs> no. That was his excuse. Always an excuse when we disobey God.
Oh, it's, well, but I didn't understand it. Well, but I intended to do better. Here's Saul. Samuel says to him, sacrifice isn't what God asked for. He asked for obedience. And behold, his classic words, Samuel's classic words, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. And obedience is the primary thing for us, my friends, that we would live for God. Let me go on to tell you that God has a great priority upon His Word. I preached to you on uh, August the 12th. I preached a message that I called the name and the Word because Psalm 138 verse 2 says He's exalted His Word above His name. And that says the value of the revelation of God in His Word, the value of the message in His Word, the truth of God's Word is of ultimate and superior importance. This Word is what God has said is our guide, it is our direction, it is the declaration of our course for which, by which we are to live, and this is God showing us how we are to walk with Him. This word is signally important. And you cannot obey it if you do not know it. If you're going to follow it and you're going to obey it, you're going to have to read it. You're going to have to hear it. You're going to have to follow it. And now I'm going to go on to tell you something else. I said I was abbreviating, so I'm moving quickly. And here it is. Not His word comes with this second part as well. It's important that we practice the joining of ourselves together with fellow believers. Now, you know if you've heard me very much, I don't preach much about church attendance. I don't talk much about loyalty, being in church, how much you ought to be here. I encourage people to come. But, but, uh, but I, I don't stress that if you miss church one time, you sin and you've got to come and make a penance offering or something. <laughs> I believe it's important to be in church, to be in the house of God with fellow believers. I think the Scripture tells us that and makes that very clear to us. So I'm going to say to you, there are a lot of people who say, well, you know, ah. and now the things I'm going to say, you, you will think that I'm making them up. I'm not. I had somebody tell me, well, you know, I'd like to be there on Sunday morning, Pastor, but... It's the only time I have to clean up the doghouse. Well, why is that? Does the dog go to church and leave the house empty so that's the only time you have it? I didn't quite understand that. I, I, I've had people tell me, well, you know, you know, Pastor, I'd like to be in church, and I'm not against it, but I, I, I can get just as much out of worshiping God out in my boat fishing as I came sitting there in the pew listening to you preach. Well, I don't know if that's a real indictment of my preaching or just a declaration of his foolishness. I don't know which it. But, but, but I do know this, it's not true. He may be deceived. So here's what a lot of people say. They say, well, yeah, I know, I know, I know we're having, a, having church, as we call it. We know we're having church. But after all, it's just church. I mean, there are other more important things. And once in a while, there may be something more important than being here or being in the right place where God's led you. That may be true once in a while. But on a regular, consistent basis, I will tell you this, the doghouse can take care of itself. 
the fishing boat will be all right if you leave it there on Sunday morning and get with it sometime later on. Meeting your friend at Starbucks may have some value, but if they can't meet you at 12.30 instead of 10.30, you need to find another friend. Because God said for us to come together. You know, there's a passage in the Scripture that we sometimes, I, I, I think, I, I'm, I'm going to use this without having, knowing, knowing that I don't have time to amplify it, but I'm going to give you just a highlight of it. Jesus is talking about an order in the church, about, about, about coming together and, and going. And he, he, he says in Matthew chapter 18, verse 19, if two of you will agree as touching anything on earth that they'll ask, it'll be done by the Father in heaven. He's, he's talking about the power of spiritual unity in faith. Two of you agree touching anything on earth. God will do it. And then he goes on to say the scripture that we really like to use a lot of times. Say, and then he said, for where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. And we've used that to, to uh, say, well, we had our little, we, yeah, we had our little prayer meeting. There's only two or three there. But the Lord was in the midst of us because he said where two or three are gathered, I'm in the midst of them. He's not, he's not advocating for small gatherings. He's advocating for coming together. Joining together, just prior to that, he said, two of you agree on earth as anything that they'll, they'll, they'll agree on. It'll be done by the Father in heaven. So he's advocating coming together, just as in the 10th chapter of Romans, I think it's the 17th verse, where Paul wrote, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. He is saying, faith comes by hearing the word of God. And now the next thing is, well, I know, Pastor, but I don't have to be in church to hear the Word of God. You know, I heard, Pastor, oh, you should have heard this message I heard on TV. I, 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 I wanted to be in church, but I started listening to it. I just couldn't get away from it. Of course, he didn't tell me he was still in his pajamas sipping coffee while he was doing that. He's trying to, he was ready to come to church, but it was so great. He just had to stay and listen to it. Most TV's got a record button now. You know, did you know that? Hit that R-E-C. That means record. It'll be there when you get back. And if you don't have that, five bucks a month, get you one. <laughs> now, I admit there's some good preachers on TV. I've been on TV myself. I spent years on, in a television ministry. I'm not against the gospel being on television or on radio. I want it to be everywhere it possibly can be. But I always, when I was on television, I never said this takes place at church. I never said send your tithes in here because I know that's wrong. I knew it then and I know it now. So I say be in church. And if you want to add to that hearing it on TV, that's fine. I listen to some really good preachers on television. I listen to some good preachers on CDs. In fact, I'll give you some if you don't have any. I'll give you some CDs. It'll be good for you to hear. Some will be mine. Some will be somebody else's. But there's some good things out there. It's worth doing. But... It's not worth letting it take the place of being in the house of God and gathering with God's people. It will not take the place of that. Because nothing will. 
Jesus said in the latter, no, Jesus didn't say it actually. I should say the writer of Hebrews said it. It may have been Paul, but whoever wrote Hebrews said, we're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together, and so much the more as we see the day approaching. If we don't see the day approaching now, friends, we never will see that final day coming because it is there on the horizon now. And more important that we be in the house of God regularly and consistently with God's people than ever before. So if you want to watch on TV and not come to church, I know I'm preaching to the choir because you're here. But somebody might listen to this on the internet. And uh, I've been so encouraged. I'm digressing a moment. I've been so people telling me that they read my columns in the newspaper in Clay Today. Somebody said yesterday they even started subscribing to it so they could get my column. And then found out they can get it on the internet. So I could... <laughs> But you have to be a subscriber anyway to be able to get into it. And then somebody came up to me this morning and said, I really appreciate it. I, 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 I clip your columns out every week and I keep them. I said, well, my, I sure am glad this is a pastor appreciation day. I didn't imagine anything. I'm glad to know that because sometimes when I write those things, I just pray and pray and pray, but then I don't hear anything. Well, anyway, that's the side point. So if you want to watch it on TV and not come to church, okay. So when, when, when you get up there in... Uh, room 410 at the hospital, and they call me, I'm going to call on your behalf, I'm going to call out there to uh, Texas or uh, maybe Oklahoma and tell them you're in the hospital. <laughs> and you're requesting prayer and somebody to come and visit you. I would go, but i got a lot of people that come to church that I'm supposed to go see. And so, and then another thing, you know, you know if, you want to, if you want to get everything from TV, I'm, I don't know why I'm emphasizing this, maybe they're just hitting somebody that you've been using this as an excuse and just happened to come in today, I don't know. But anyway, if you want to watch it on TV, you know, you could write in, they might even send you a DVD of heaven, then you wouldn't have to bother to get up and go. <laughs> just check it out. Of course, you'll have to send them $20 to get it, but could be worth it. No, it, 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 is, it is signally important, my friends, that we come together as the body of Christ in public statement of our faith, in public declaration that we're one in Christ, that we're joined in heart, that we're keeping the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace, that we're God's people and we're declaring God's word, and we're going to keep on doing that. I don't, I don't have any, any fault to find with a church meeting wherever it may be meeting. I heard about a funeral just a couple of weeks ago that was held in a pool hall here. Uh, that's okay. If that's what somebody wants to do. Uh, you, can have a, you can have a church at home. But it does not take the place of an open, publicly stated declaration. We are here for anybody, because, because you know as well as I do, everybody's not going to hear about it. And if everybody does, they're not going to look to go to somebody's home for church. But there are places like this that God is using. And this is what I want to come down to, and I'll, just, and I'll, and I'll conclude with this. This is a place where God is moving.
It's not, I don't take the credit for that. My wife doesn't want, certainly doesn't want to take the credit for that. There are people that come in here gather on Tuesday morning, 20, 25 people praying, praying. And I know it's because of prayer what God is doing, but they're not trying to take the credit for it. The credit goes to the Lord. But God is moving in this place. God is changing lives in this place. You've heard people here today say how God's changed their lives. There are many, many more people through many more of you sitting right here in this place whose life God has changed by being here. And He's going to do more and more and more of that. There are people who walk down to this altar Sunday after Sunday and give their heart to God. And God is moving in people's lives. And we've got to recognize that. We want to be a part of that. A part of what God is doing. That's why we need to be in the house of God. And I don't say that this is the only place for that to be happening. I know it is not. And I thank God that it's not. There are many other places. But if you think it doesn't matter where you go to church, I will have an appointment with you right over there at the fellowship hall today, and I'll try to help you get a better understanding. If you think it doesn't matter where you go, because there are a lot of people who say, well, it's church, and we're all headed to the same place. No, we're not. No, we're not all headed to the same place. I wish we were, but we're not. Well, you know, it doesn't really matter what you believe, as long as you believe in God, because we're all trying to get to the same place. All trying to, but not all making it. Okay, I promised you I'd be brief, so that's... I'll, I'll, I'll just stop. I'll just stop. <laughs> Hard for me to do. <laughs> but God bless us.